I'll leave that front door open. You won't be able to get into the sanctuary, but some people want to drop off stuff early. All you got to do is pull it in and sit there. The rest of us will be here at 6. Is that right, Brother Larry? At 6, and we'll be downstairs, and they're going to leave at? 6.30. Six, okay, and so we will get it. Now, here we go. Vegetable salad, potato salad, fruit salad, pies, cakes. That's what is left. We need to make sure we can handle that. Vegetables, I've already got someone to do uh, one green. We need another person to do a pot of greens, okay? That can cook greens. Make that clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't get in there and get silly. Everybody can't cook greens. Yeah, you, you, you can buy this other stuff, but we want some good cooked greens. All right, we've been talking about the master teacher. It is amazing to me of how we get caught up and we read the Bible of all of the uh, uh, teachers in there. The master teachers was Jesus Christ. And, and it, it, it amazes me when people, remember I told you a lot of preachers will get up and talk about how deep they are. Or, or you talk to someone and they want to try to quote scriptures. Do you know that Jesus wasn't deep? He, you could simply, he was very simple in his teaching. He was easy to understand. I mean, I mean, very easy to understand. And he used a lot of parables. Remember, we talked about that. Right. And for probably a while, we're going to use his parables. I mean, he used parables. He would call us trees. He would call us fruit. You know, he'd call us a soil. He would call us these things. And he used these things because we are familiar with those things, those earthen things. And he would challenge us to, uh, to be as uh, fruitful as he was, right? Now here's the one, this is gonna be, there's a lot of, this is like songs, let's just use this. There's a lot of songs that, uh, they're pretty good, but simple songs have a lot of power in them. Right. They have a lot of great theology in them. Some of the songs nowadays don't, the, the theology is terrible, but there's some simple songs, very simple. Yes, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me. So, that's true. <laughs> That's a truth. You can, I mean, that's a true thing. And one of my favorite one is, what a friend we have in Jesus. That's right. What a friend we have in Jesus. And, and a lot of people don't know the really depth of that song because they don't understand what a friend is. You see? And, and, and I hear people sometimes talk about, well, I don't have any friends because I, I don't trust anybody. Wow. Well, if you don't have any friends, then, then you, you can't be a Christian. Come on. You, you, you can't be a Christian. That means that you're telling me that you're the only person you can trust? That's crazy, well, you see? You see? And all through the Bible, uh, they're, 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 the word friend is used. And so we want to talk about friend. Now, if you understand the power of a friend, okay, in an earthling term, and you're a good friend on an earthling term, then you can really understand what Jesus is talking about when he says, I'm your friend. That's right. You see? He's, 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 he's more than a savior. You see? You see, after I get saved, you see, after you get saved and, and you get, inherit eternal life, that part's easy. Now you need a friend. That's right. 
Yeah, you, yeah. See, and, and, and a friend is a, is a special person. A friend is, let's just read that. Okay. All right. So a friend is one who is attached to another by affection. That's a real friend is you attached to another by affection. You should have the affection for Jesus Christ like no other. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, uh, really attached to him. That's what a, that's what a friend should be. You see, and actually, you ought to have some folk around you if you're in the Christian arena. You see, and I'm going to tell you something. If you are a Christian, God will send you somebody like that. That's right. He'll send you somebody like that. He will put somebody like that in your life that will befriend you. Because I'm glad there, there are people that are in church that are church members, but then there are people in church that are friends, you see, and you can be, some of you all know this very well, you can have a church family, amen? amen. And some of them not be your friend. That's right. It's just the place they go. You see, you can have a biological family and some of them not be your friend. You see? So, uh, and when we get into this depth of friend, so that's what a friend is. Keep going, please. Friend is also one who entertains for another sentiments of esteem, respect, and affection. And what that's 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 powerful there. You see, what do you have anybody in your life? We're going to act like you just uh, uh, found this out, and then we're going to go to you and Jesus. Do you have anybody in your life like that? Do you respect Christ like that? You know, if you respect Christ like that, and people say that, well, no, you don't, unless you're doing this. If you ain't following this. New Testament tells you what to do. Jesus tells you what to do. You ain't his friend. Because you can't be a friend of somebody you don't know. Right? So you need to know who Jesus is. Right? You remember those, uh, those, those demons said, we know this guy was thinking they had all that gifts. And they went down and messed with them demons. And them demons says, we know who Jesus is. And we know who Paul is. And they said, uh, who, who you are? That's right. And then they jumped on them and beat them up and sent them away naked according That's to right. the scriptures. That's right. You see what I'm saying? You see, there's a lot of folk got, I call them preacher mouths. They got the mouth part, but they ain't got the lifestyle part and they don't have the anointing, you see? And see, Satan knows who has the anointing, okay? And see, if once you become Jesus's friend, he's going to be there at all times for you, you see? And years ago, they don't do that now as they used to years ago. We used to be committed yes. as friends. You know, used to be committed. You had to be friends. You had to have friends to survive. That's right. Yeah, I'm talking about in the, some of you are too young for that. I'm talking about in the 50s and the 60s before we uh, had all the jobs and opportunities you all have now. Right. We had to depend on our friends to help us survive. Mm -hmm. Right? They were called neighborhoods then. You see, neighborhoods then, now they call them hoods. There's a difference between a neighborhood and the hood. Are, are, you, are you with me what I'm talking about? Yeah, you, you see, neighbors are special people. Neighbors are like friends, huh? You in the hood, that's called survival. All right, you with me? Keep going. Again, a friend is one who entertains for another sentiments of esteem, respect, and affection. What that, what's that word? Respect, respect. and affection. Mm -hmm. 
a real friend has respect and affection for another. All right? Which lead him or her to desire their company and to seek to promote the happiness and prosperity. Now, that's what it ought to be about. It used to be when some, we don't have, didn't, the jealousy wasn't like it was, is today. It used to be a time when one person was successful, the whole neighborhood was successful. I'm talking about now in the 50s and the 60s. You know, you're 75, you didn't seen a whole lot of stuff. It was a whole, diff the church was different. The church, the people in the church were different. Uh, uh, if somebody heard, heard about someone who needed something, they would get together and make sure that that person had what they lacked. That's right, that's right. You know, I remember getting, you know, we always had to, uh, tomatoes and potatoes and somebody would in their garden they would get it and then come and bring it you know I got too many tomatoes and they'd drop them off at the house y'all need to have this cucumbers and all these kind of things you see because there was a neighborhood you see and people were friends and they took care of each other and they looked after each other so it's easier for them to understand what Jesus was talking about in this parable. A lot of people don't get the parables because they don't understand what some of these things he was talking about because they've never been a friend. Well, and remember, now here, we're gonna talk about a real friend here and, and see who you are. There's sometimes a, a, a friend is all you got. You see, sometimes a friend is all you got. And, so, and, and there's this thing that we say that we just, because we've been in the church so long and we just pick it up. You know, I don't need nobody but Jesus. Mm. Unfortunately, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Yes, sir. You, you see? And he's blessed people to do the finished work, and that's for us to take care of each other. That's right. Uh, and befriend each other with the same love that he had for us, right? Are y'all with me? Yeah. All right, so here we go. John 15, beginning with verse 13, says this. No greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friend. Well, that's a powerful scripture. That is one of the most powerful scriptures in there. He's talking about that's a great love to lay down his life for his friend. Now, he's, he's using, he didn't say his, a savior, which he was. He didn't use all of those names that we use. He said, friend, no greater love than one that would lay down his life for his friend. Man, that's, that, that is quite something. That's right. And the, he says, you are my friends. The Passion states, intimate friends. An, an intimate friend, an intimate friend, that's a very close friend. Mm -hmm. That's a very close friend. That's a warm relationship. That's what's it's developed by a long, mm -hmm. long term. Mm -hmm. That's right. You see, there are friends that, you see, that I, I I'm gonna say this so you can get it, okay? There are friends that are friends for life. And it's a shame that people say they love one another and get married and wind up divorced. That's right. But friends go through everything together. That's right. Because <laughs> they're committed. Real friends are committed. You know, I've had, had a lot of friends go here. When you get my age, you, they, they start falling. And we're still friends. Right. We've been friends, 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 friends. And you miss, I miss them dearly. Some of them, I miss them dearly because we had been friends for years. Are y'all with me? And so he's trying to tell us, if you don't understand, see a lot of times we don't understand what Jesus is talking about because we ain't that. 
I remember one time I was doing a Bible study and I was doing the Lord's Prayer. And that's what this really is about up front. I was doing the Lord's Prayer and one of the young men pulled me aside and said to me, I never forget, he said, I don't get that. And I said, what do you mean? He says, when you just talked about our father. Yeah, he did. He says, I hate my father. He said, when you said our father, which art in heaven, you lost me. That's a true story. It's a true story. Because he didn't, he couldn't relate with the word father. Think about that. Think about that. But then there's some that you can say our father and they can relate to that because they've had a great father so it's easy for them to transport that over. Say, I understand that. Because I had a father. You see? So sometimes earthly things can discourage us from spiritual things. Are you with me? All right. Again, verse 14 says, you are my intimate friends if you do what I command. There's more to it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to be obedient to it. No matter how much you know. How much you do. <laughs> it's not your title. Anybody can get a title. You know, you can, you can get on the internet and, and, and get ordained. You know, what you living? I don't care about how good you can preach. What are you living? Are you living what Jesus asked you to live? Are you living? That's what he says here. He's telling me, saying, a pastor, I don't care about Pastor Fields being Pastor Fields. I want to know if Pastor Fields is being obedient to my teachings. That let me know. But I show my love for him by listening to him through the word, now through the word, and, 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 take it and living his commandments. That's what he's saying now. So the thing of it is, is the question is this morning is how are you living according to God's word? That's the question. How are you living? Not when you go to church. Not when you got saved. How are you living? Okay. You love Jesus? If you really love him, you're supposed to be living like he asked you to live. It's pretty simple, isn't it? It's not deep. It's not heavy. It's just a very simple thing. All right. Verse 15 from the NIV says, I no longer call you servants. Because a servant does not know his master's business. Now listen to this. This, this. Jesus is really using this word friend. I want you all to get this. It's very strong. He said, I don't call you servants. But what is he going to call us? Instead, I've called you friends. He said, I've called you friends. You see, people says, I'm serving the Lord. But you're serving the Lord as a friend. You see. He said, he's my friend. Do you really mean it when you're saying what a friend we have in Jesus? Do you understand what a friend is? You can't be a friend unless you, you can't see a friend, understand a friend unless you become a friend. You know, it's an old saying, an old saying is you can't be a man unless you see a man. Huh? You can't be a friend unless you, hmm? yeah, you gotta be a friend. All right? Again, I have called you friends for everything I learned from my father, I have made known to you. And Jesus is telling us everything he's known, got from his father, he's, he's given it to us. Mm-hmm. I love this. I mean, this is, we can put this in an earthly term, right. all right? He learned from his father, right? Yeah. What he learned from his father, he's given to us. Yeah. That's how powerful a real father is, really, right? right? right. You see, so God, God's saying, hey, you're my friend. Jesus, you guys are my friend. 
you're my friend, and everything that I've learned from my father, I'm giving to you. That's what he's saying. See, a lot of people are unteachable. They're unteachable. You see, because they can't get that intimate relationship or they don't have that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ through the word. They just heard about him. Read some scriptures. Think they know what what it means. No, you don't. You can't understand what you haven't been through. You understand? You see it? All right, I was going to go someplace with that, mm-hmm. but I won't do that. Say I can do it. You can do it. It's, it's just like uh, I am so glad now that to see uh, women taking their place in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, us men counseling women, we ain't had no babies. Yes, sir. Come on. That's right. Remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. You yeah, see, we ain't had to go through a cycle. That's right. Come on, women, help me out, because the men done got cowered down. Yeah, yeah, all that. We gonna, yeah. But now women are counseling women, which is the best thing that ever happened to the church. Because, hey, if you ain't been in them shoes, you can't tell somebody else how to walk in them. That's right. Come on here. You see? You see, so, so we, you know what you know. You see? And that's the only thing you know. <laughs> it's what you know. That's right. Not what you heard. Yes, it's what you know. Yes, All right, here we go. Verse 15 from the Passion says it this way. But I call you my most intimate and cherished friends. And he called you, what? Most intimate and cherished friend. He keeps using, these are different versions, and it's all of them using the word friend. Yeah. That's right. You see? Friend, an intimate friend. There's nothing like an intimate friend, a close friend. Man, I'm talking about a friend that you would, in the, let me tell you, do you know what we need to do if we really want to understand what friends is? Go talk to some gang members. That's right. That's right. See, you, you can beat somebody up in church and they'll pray for you. You go down there and mess with one of them gang members. That's right. The whole gang coming. You see, we need to learn that. I'm just using that as a parable. Jesus used parables. We need to learn it. We need to learn how to be a friend. Man, once you learn how to be a friend and once you become a friend, then it's, it's easy to understand and sing that song about what a friend I have in Jesus. Because what a friend I have in, I got some good friends. I have some real good friends, matter of fact. And I understand this, man, He's closer, better, loves me more, can give me more than my closest friend. That's right. That makes me feel good. That's right. That's right. That makes me feel real good. Okay? Again, I call you my most intimate and cherished friends, for I reveal to you everything I've heard from my father. And I wanted to repeat that. A good friend will give you something that will help you survive mm-hmm. or make you through. He said, everything that I learned from my father, I'm going to give it to you. That's pretty strong. What Jesus is telling us this morning is, that's what he's telling us this morning. He says, I'm your friend. And everything 
that I learned from my father, I'm giving it to you. It's in this word, I'm giving it to you. Shouldn't be making a lot of mistakes. Life should be pretty, pretty easy for us because we have the, the, uh, uh, the book with all the information we need. You see, Jesus came down here to show us something, how to be a friend. Okay? Verse 16, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Wow, and I thank God for that. And appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Look at the power. Look at the power you have. Look at the power you have. You have a friend in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ says, whatever you ask in my name, the Father is going to give it to you. That's right. So you can't just ask. You got to believe him. Come on, you got to trust him. Come on. I'm telling you. And once you do, there ain't no greater feeling to know that he's going to be there through whatever you got to be there through. You see, sometimes, sometimes you need to have a little talk with your friend. That's right. You see, there are people, that, they do this sometimes. Uh, I have a, some friends that will do this to me. They know I'm pastor, right? And they'll call me up and they'll say, I need to talk to Johnny. That's right. For real. Come on. They'll call me up and say, I need to talk to Johnny. That's right. Because they understand the pastoring side of me, but they need the wisdom side. They said, you're my friend, and I need to talk to my friend. And see, when they, when they say that, it brings in a compassion. You know, there's a lot of pastors that don't love their congregation. Y'all do know that, don't That's you? Right. That's right. Do, there's a lot of pastors that don't even know who's in the congregation. That's right. yeah, they call them mega churches, right? But I'm talking about a friend. There's some of you in here. There's some in here who's done it. They've called me and said, I need to talk to a DJ will call me sometimes and say, I need to talk Chet. That means it's going to be a sports thing. He's going to talk about being a sports thing. It could be a training thing. It could be how to talk to an athlete. You, you can do that as a friend. That's right. That's you right. see, sometimes I need a friend. You see, I want to talk to somebody as a friend. I want nobody to preach to me. Think they know it all in the Bible. I was, when I was, some people thought it was probably kind of arrogant because folks don't know holy boldness. When I was going through that uh, cancer, there were people sending me scriptures. I'm like, really? I don't need no scriptures. <laughs> I know the scriptures. I want you to send me a card and tell me you love me. That's right. Come on. <laughs> I, I needed some love. That's right. You know, if I'd have died, I'm just going to heaven. You know, God, God, Jesus took care of all that. I needed somebody to say, Pastor, get well soon, love you, miss you. I needed a, I needed friend, you right? Because see, I told somebody one time, they didn't, get, they didn't understand it, and I, I'm, I'm talking about a member here told me once, well, Pastor, God has told me to pray for you, and I said, that's sad. And he said, what do you mean? I said, God had to tell you. That's right. Uh, surely, y'all, God ain't got to tell you to pray for your pastor. That's right. 
You say you love him. You ought to be praying for him. That's right. uh, you don't get what I'm talking about. Say amen to that. Amen. Okay. And pastor, this is the command that Jesus left us with. Love each other. Yeah. He said love each other. And, and it says you might go and bear fruit. I skipped that. Fruit it was the le- fruit. I need fruit sometimes. Love. Patience. Understanding. I need that kind of stuff. Amen. You see? You know, they, they even tell you in the physical that you should eat, I think it's five different fruits, types of fruits a day. Mm-hmm. Because fruit's good for your body. That's right. Well, I'm talking about spiritual fruit. Come on. It's good for the spirit. And I need to be able, sometimes, I don't care about my title, my, my, my life is like yours. So emotionally and spiritually, sometimes I get caught up in dealing with things, and I need to go to somebody that has fruit that I can chew on to help me make it through. We all need it. We all need that, you see. Oh, okay, you with me? Am I doing all right? Pastor, it wasn't just fruit, it was fruit that will last. Fruit that will last, that's what it says. Fruit that will last, I need, and I need that. I need fruit that will last. I need, I need somebody to tell me, no matter what goes down, no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance, I got your back. That's right, that's right. I need that. See, what, one of the things about it is we run off at the mouth and we always talk about I, God's got, no, I need some folk loving me. I know Jesus loves me. But I need for you to love me. You see, I need for, did Jesus give you some fruit? Amen. Well, if he gave you fruit, he didn't give it for you, just eat it. That's right. Huh? He gives you fruit for somebody else. You give right. somebody else to eat it. So let's get off this thing about, I don't need nobody. I need people Amen. that are fruitful in my life. Because I may have to call on you. And somebody I can go to. Okay, now here we go. Some of the ones been around me a long time, over two. I've done this years ago. The ponders will know what I'm talking about. I want to read this. And Jesus said to them, Jesus was talking about the Lord's Prayer. And he, I, won't, I may go that later if I don't go over time, but I want to get right down to, uh, so I know all this, all you theologians in here, I know what he was talking about. But I'm going to use this parable like he used parable in different ways. Jesus said to them, suppose you had a friend. Suppose you had a friend. He said, suppose you had a friend. He's making them think. First of all, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, at midnight, you see, let me tell you something. Midnight's always going to come in your life sooner or later. And Jesus was, hey, I've had some friends that I've went through at midnight to at midnight, and I've had some to come to me at midnight. Because see, now in the parable, because you know people want to know more than the pastor, we understand in the parable, you all have studied it in your commentaries, it said that they traveled at midnight because it was hot during the day, so they're doing a lot of travel at midnight, so it was a normal thing to travel at midnight. But this is a parable, and I'm gonna use it this way. This is, what if you had a friend that came to your house at the darkest hour in their life? It was midnight in their, in their life. And you know, midnight, midnight is when it's his darkest. That's right. Okay. Suppose you had a friend that came to you at midnight and needed something. Go ahead. 
The Bible says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. He said, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Now, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Somebody's hungry. Somebody's hungry, and they need to be fed. And I need some bread. And I went to my friend, and I said, at midnight, at the darkest hour at midnight, and I said, friend, lend me, lend me. I'll pay you back, but just lend me three loaves of bread. You think about that. Now, here's the problem, you see. The first friend didn't have it, but he loved his friend enough that he would go to a friend. You see, read that for me, please, please. Yeah, the Bible says in verse six that a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, Whoa, and this, I have no food to offer him. He says, a friend of mine has come to me, and I don't have anything to offer him and his family. You see, would you, at midnight, in your friend's life, you didn't have what they needed, but you knew pastor did, and quit this stuff talking about, well, I know pastor's busy. Come on. Everybody tells me that all the time. Mm -hmm. No, he's not. <laughs> he can't be too busy. When the pastor gets too busy that he can't pastor, then he needs to find something else to do. You see what I'm saying? Would you, if somebody came to you, and they need at midnight, and they came to you, and they were hungry, and he's using a parable, and they needed bread, would you love them enough as a friend to go to another friend and say, Look, man, Johnny's out there in his family. He doesn't have, he wants some bread. He's hungry. He's been traveling. I don't have any, but I know you do. Come on, come on. Would you do that? Come on. Let's stay with it. Go ahead. It says in verse 7 that suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. Thank you. Suppose the one that goes, man, you crazy. It's 12 o'clock. We sleep. Come on. Children's in bed. I ain't got, I'm busy. What would you do? Would you walk away with your head down? Say, that's all I could do. Well, I went to him and he just didn't give me what I needed. You're, you're a friend that's still hungry. You see, do you go, nobody wants to hear about your effort. That never fed anybody. I need some bread. I don't need a testimony about you going to your friend and him not having it. What did he do? He says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship. Now, he's your friend. He's not going to get up and do it because of friendship. Because you can tell a friend, man, 
check, out, check me out in the morning. I'll see you in the morning. I'm tired. And we, we've done that, and we've called people, and they say, I'll, I'll get it in the morning. Right. These people are hungry now, right. and they need food now. Yeah. And they're my friend, and you're my friend, mm-hmm. and I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of someone that's hungry. I don't have what they need, but somebody else that I know does. That's right. You with me? It's a parable, all right? He says, because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Because you kept knocking and knocking and knocking. He said, I'm tired. I ain't going to get no sleep tonight because he ain't going. He He is not going to leave. It, it, and, and give him, I'm going to give him whatever he needs. Right. Three loads, four loads, as long as I can, he can get up and get up out of here so I can go back to sleep. Because he loved his friend so much that he was willing to go someplace where he knew bread was at. Come on. And he was not going to leave until he got what his friend needed. Right. Are you with me? That's love. That's a true friend. That's friendship there. I am going to knock. I'm going to keep knocking until you open this door because I got a friend that's hungry and I know that you have what they need. I'm not going to be embarrassed. You see, I'm not going to be embarrassed because I'm going to be here until you give me what my friend needs. Are you that type of friend? He, he asked us, says, which one of you had a friend? Mm-hmm. He gave us that question before he talked about himself. Right. We know who God is in here, mm-hmm. but what kind of friend are you? I'm bringing it to you. Right. Right. What, kind, what kind of friend? You know what a Christian is supposed to be God-like. That's right. Christian is supposed to be Christ-like. That's what it's called Christian. Christian is supposed to be Christ-like. Yeah. You see? Okay, keep going. You want to go to Luke chapter 11? Read the Lord's Prayer. No, let me speak a minute. Okay. Let me tell you something. If I can end it, they all, they all. I don't have what Sister Gwen needs sometimes as a husband. I, I, I just don't have it, you see, so I can't give it. But I can get it someplace where I can give it because I have a friend called Jesus. See, hold on with me there, yes. And I'm gonna knock and keep knocking until he gives me what I need to give her. Are you with me? You see? And, and, And when you have love for somebody and you care about somebody, and you don't have what that somebody needs, you see, and it should, it'll be in your life, and you really don't, you don't have it. Don't be shamed to say, I don't have it, and just close the door and cry and moan. No, I don't have it. But what a friend I have in Jesus. I have a friend in Jesus who cares about me, and, and, and whatever he, whatever I need, he's able to give me. So I go over here and knock, and I'm like, Jesus, 
when I pray for my wife or pray for my friends or pray for this congregation, I just keep knocking and keep praying, keep praying, keep praying for the folks. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to pray. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stay here. It's midnight. And sometimes midnight is the darkest hour in some people's lives. It's midnight, but I'll stay here all night until I get what I need to give the person that came to me that needs some bread. Are you with me? It could be bread of encouragement. Dr. King down a message, keep the manna fresh. When he was talking about his people marching, we gotta keep the manna fresh. We gotta keep feeding our people so they can keep doing what they need to be doing. You see what I'm saying? Some people need preaching. I'll preach if it have to. You see, but I got to get it from the anointing of Christ. Some need teaching. I'll get it from the anointing of Christ. But I'm going to stay here until he gives me what they need. It ain't about you. It ain't about you. It's about your, it's about your hungry friends. And that's why the church is, 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 is so thin now. Folks want to preach at the people. No, we don't do that up in here. We friends in here. Are we friends in here? Then we friends in here, then we can sing what a friend we have in Jesus. Right. Huh? What's the rest of that? What a friend we have in Jesus? All what? Sometimes when you sing that song, what a friend we have in Jesus, all my good, they need you to stand in the place of Jesus. Jesus at the right hand of the Father. He's doing okay. Guess what? But he's given me. And he's given you the anointing, some of us, okay, to have bread. Get up out your bed. Quit making excuses. Go help them people. Be a friend to them people. That's what it's all about. Help them people. One of the things, it's like what we're getting ready to do, I think there's over 40 women down there, whatever it is, every Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving, these people have been abused, women. It's, you know, it's a battered women's shelter, you see, and you know they cry at night. They out of their homes and their children, you see, so they're hungry, you see. We've been doing it for over 20 years. Over 30 years. Over 30. God, I'm getting old. We've been doing it for over, over 30 years. We've been doing this. And you know why we're doing it? We found out that somebody was hungry and they needed bread. You see, and we together as a church said, no, they don't need bread. They just needed us. We'll cover it. Amen? Amen. And yes, and then guess what we found out, and I found this out, Ed had told me at one time, that not only were the women uh, there in the battered women's shelter excited because they got all that food comes in and we do a good job with it. Guess what? The cooks didn't have to stay and cook. Right. They could be with their families right. because we done it all for them. Yeah, right. Amen? That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. He done that because he was talking about the Lord's Prayer. You all know the Lord's Prayer. You keep praying. I'm not even going to read that because you'll get caught up in the Lord's Prayer. We know what God can do. The question is, what about the God in you? What will it do? He's calling you. He's calling me to be fruitful. When somebody comes to us at midnight 
that we're willing to wake somebody up and we have to. We'll go to extra mouth. We have to. And we ain't leaving until we get what they need. Do you understand? We ought to work harder to feed somebody else than we ought to feed ourselves. Because that gives God the glory. Uh, those women are going to be so grateful for this Christ Temple North Church. And you know some of them are praying and asking God to bless this church because they brought them bread at midnight. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? Paul. Ain't God good? God is good. Give God a hand clap. Right? And as Brother Paul and Sister... Sister Rich, I call her Sister Rich, rich lady. Always looks so pretty and always full of energy. <laughs> Makes my day. You coming this way? You see, remember, I'm going to read it again. Vegetables, I didn't ask for any money. Just like a lot of preachers ask for money, you dress like that. Vegetables, <laughs> vegetable salad, potato salad, fruit salad, pies and cakes. I think pies and cakes are taken care of, is that right? Pies and cakes are done, taken care of. The rest of them, Larry's getting what's not out there. So, yeah. Uh, and I got the greens. I need one more green. Somebody raise their hand. They can cook greens. All right, we need. Got two? Yeah. Okay, just, just bring them. All right, and, uh, and we'll put them out. And if you listen to me very careful. If you can't be here at a certain time, the door at the front, it'll be open. Let them be there. So we good, right? Yeah. And Sister Gwen and I'll take care of the fruit salads and all that other and vegetables. So we good. Give God a hand clap. <laughs> Sister Alex.